0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Tim Muma, and this is Moving Up the Ladder, where we speak with experienced professionals who can give you some insight into improving your career. Now, on the show today, we have John Baldoni, a leadership educator, executive coach, speaker, and an author. And John has a new book out called Moxie, The Secret to Bold and Gutsy Leadership. So we'll discuss what Moxie is exactly and what attributes are often present in leaders who display this Moxie. John, thanks for coming on LJN Radio.
1: Well, thank you, Tim. This is an honor. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Let's jump right into the idea of moxie. I think it's one of those words, as I mentioned before we started here, people use it, they hear it, but they don't really know what it means necessarily. So what's your definition of moxie?
1: Well, in its basic form, moxie is the guts, gumption, and determination
0: people use to achieve
1: goals. And it's more than just a sense of resolve. It's focused on what it is you want to achieve. And that's the distinguishing feature of it. The term is an old term. It's been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And, you, what, and those of you who are old movie fans undoubtedly heard it with one character might refer to another one. Maybe it's that prize fighter going into the ring right. for one last paycheck. And you say, well, that guy's got moxie. <laughs> but it's that guts and determination. But as I describe it, for a leader or for someone who wants to improve his or her lot in life, you have to be focused on what it is you want to achieve, your goals be it finishing school, getting that first job, getting the next job, rising through that, creating opportunities for other, whatever it is, whatever your goals are, moxie can be that inner drive that focuses you on where you want to go.
0: With a word like that and other terms that might be in the same realm, a lot of people feel like, you know, you have it or you don't. Do you think moxie is something you can actually learn and develop over time? Without question.
1: You know, one of the greatest lessons I think I learned from my father was the value of persistence. And there was now that I think about it, in my first job, I was 15 years old and wasn't sure I was going to get hired back. And my father said, well, you just go talk to them and, you know, you tell them that you can do it. <laughs> and I did. And gosh <laughs> darn it, it worked. So that was a lesson learned at 15 or 16. Sure. So that value of persistence, a little bit of moxie for me to, as a kid to go in and talk to a, an adult about getting a job or getting rehired and that type of thing. So yeah, definitely, I think it can be learned. Do some people come to it more naturally than others? Perhaps. Mm-hmm. But the reason I wrote the book is to provide that sense that all of us can have it. And the reason I wrote the book was because I saw an astonishing lack of moxie, if you will, when we went through this last financial crisis. Sure. And, you know, we had leader after leader kind of get up and before the cameras whine and complain about how bad things were. I mean, come on, suck it up. You know, <laughs> Show that you uh, have resolve. Show that you have some toughness. Show that you have some gum. Reveal your guts, because that's what people want to see in their leader. You know, nobody wants to follow a leader. It's like, well, yeah, things are really tough. No, come on, get up, you know, buck up. So resolve, grit, determination. That's what we all like. And that's what we want to. We want it in ourselves and we want it in our leaders.
0: Yeah, you mentioned leadership aspect there. And obviously that's a part of what we're talking about with this and the idea of Moxie and the role that Moxie plays. Can you maybe give the listeners a couple of examples of leaders that you have seen in the past, or that you maybe discuss, and what moxie they brought to the table? Or what about them showed you that these leaders had moxie?
1: Well, without question, as I, in the book, I profile five leaders. And let me give the example. The one I lead off with is Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. There was a man imprisoned uh, in a South African prison for 27 years. And basically, he at first was condemned to death, but later that sentence was commuted to life. And in those 27 years, he didn't wallow. He was a leader before he went in, but he definitely became the spiritual leader and the physical leader of the African National Congress, even though he was behind bars. And he used that time wisely. He was a very mindful man. He said, if I'm going to be incarcerated, I need to know the mind of my oppressor, which were the Afrikaners, the Dutch uh, heritage of the Dutch speakers that came to South Africa in the early 17th century. So he learned the language, Afrikaans. And so when he became president um, after you know, obviously he was liberated and then became was elected president, South Africa had the opportunity to host the 1995 Rugby World Cup, which is not a big deal in the United States because mm-hmm. only a handful of people play rugby. But it was a big deal for South Africa because South Africa had been banned from international competition because of apartheid. And even members of his own cabinet, his own party, didn't want to have anything to do with rugby. Why? Because it was a sport of the whites. And particularly, it was a sport of Afrikaners. But Mandela said, no, let's use this as an opportunity for uniting us." But all of the stuff that led up to that, that grit and resolve that he had steeled himself, he also applied it to, hey, if we're going to build a nation, we all have to suck it up. We all have to come together. So that's a, a key example. Another one I use of is Dolly Parton, a woman who was born in very hard-scrabble existence. Certainly enjoyed success from her teenage years. You Mm -hmm. know, she was uh, uh, on radio, I think, at age 13 and then launched into a very successful songwriting and performing career. And she's a Hollywood actress and all of these things. But she's, you know, she has that sense of grit and resolve. She's always trying to do something different with her music. At the same time, respecting the roots from where it comes. She's also someone who gives back. True to her upbringing, she noticed as a child, she always loved books, and books were scarce. If you come from a hard scrabble background, uh, books are a luxury. She loved going to the local library. So now she has a give back program with, that funds books to be given away to children in disadvantaged backgrounds. So, you know, those are two examples of people with grit and resolve. The thing is, is that when we think of grit, gumption, and determination, sometimes we think, well, it's a male thing. No, it's not. As a matter of fact, I dedicate my book to my daughter, who exemplifies Moxie. And I think in many ways, women are more resilient, have a greater sense of resolve than sometimes that we men do. So we can both learn from one another on that aspect.
0: Right. No, I think that's an excellent point. And uh, I have to say, I wasn't anticipating a Dolly Parton reference for the show, but uh, I-, I see where you're coming from with that. So I appreciate it. Now, I did want to jump into some of the key attributes you've touched on. You know, a lot of the terms you've used so far do kind of relate to the idea, as you said, like grit and the perseverance. But you do mention four key attributes in the book that these leaders with Moxie do have, and the four that I have in front of me, fire, drive, resilience, and street smarts. I wanted to ask about street smarts first. Why is that important? How does that really entail what a leader with Moxie has?
1: This gets to the heart of what Moxie, as I define it, is when I said it must be focused on a goal. It has to be oriented to reality. Yes, we want to dream big. Yes, we want to aspire, but you have to be realistic about what you can and cannot do. At the same time, think big, but what can I achieve? And maybe that's, and so you you take a stepping stone approach street smarts from a leadership perspective, it's more of a sense of awareness, Mm -hmm. understanding the business, understanding the culture, understanding more importantly, the people and the situation. It comes from having been around the block more than once. It also is that tempering of you've seen hardship, you've seen adversity, but yet you have this sense, yeah, we'll figure it out. We're savvy enough. And not just me, the people around us. So I think it's important for leaders to be grounded in reality. At the same time, they have to be pointing their organizations, as well as themselves, pointing them over the horizon to achieve great things.
0: Now, as I mentioned, you've referred to the ideas that are similar to resilience. I think we've covered that pretty well already. Fire and drive. Again, I think those are terms people will hear and they'll utilize when they're talking about what they bring to the table or what a leader does offer up as well. What do you see, though, within fire and drive that is important. That really does play into the whole idea of Moxie and being that effective leader.
1: Right. Well, the fire is, you could use another word, ambition or passion. Mm -hmm. Ambition is that inner drive that gets you going. And passion is what is it you like to do and how do you like doing it? So those things work together in that aspect. The drive is your inner sense of pushing yourself forward. It's, It's that catalyst. It is the energy. It's your mojo, if you will. It's the inner motor that gets you focused on what it is you want to achieve. And drive is something it's easy to uh, enact when times are good, but sometimes we need to reach down more deeply our drive if things are not going so well. And the whole concept of MOXIE is that when you develop it, it's like a muscle. It gets stronger. First of all, you have to exercise it. But second of all, it gets stronger the more you use it. And so the sense of drive and passion, uh, fire for what you do, if you use them, they'll come back and they'll help you as you move forward.
0: Another uh, part of this that I saw was utilizing the word MOXIE as an acronym to be able to describe some other uh, you know, attributes or other factors that are considered with MOXIE. Uh, you want to fill the listeners in on that a little bit?
1: Right. Uh, MOXIE is an acronym. The first M is mindfulness. And what is mindfulness? It's essentially it's that sense of being present, living in the moment, stopping to smell the flowers, but also taking stock of what I am, knowing my strengths, knowing my shortcomings, and, you know, look, sometimes people in executive positions aren't so aware of things they don't do so well. Mm-hmm. People may not tell them about it. That's where my work as an executive coach comes in. But it's, it's that sense of self-awareness. Now, from a leadership aspect, this mindfulness must be expanded to situational awareness. What's happening around me? What's going on? How are my people reacting? How am I reacting? All of those types of things. So it's a combination of self-awareness, situational awareness, and being mindful and present. And when I mean present, it means when you're with your people, you're with them. You're not uh, you know, texting. You're not uh, daydreaming. You're not on the phone. You're focused on what's happening, listening is a key attribute uh, that comes from mindfulness, listening to what's being said, as well as not what's not being said, so that you can take action about it. So this kind of mindfulness as it applies to self-awareness and situational awareness enhances a leader's ability to understand the situation and understand what he or she must do to enact positive change.
0: And it certainly seems like that could be a challenge for a lot of people nowadays. when you talk about the fast pace and the technology and all that's included with that. So do you see mindfulness as being one of those key factors as a leader?
1: Absolutely, and I think it's not practiced enough. And why is it not practiced enough? Because leaders live very busy lives. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing going on. Really good leaders are not thinking about themselves. They're thinking about others. And so they're, in a sense, selfless. And so they're shorting themselves and they maybe lack a little bit of self-awareness. And they need to take that stock in time. And sometimes they'll think, well, I'm being selfish. I'm not being with my team. No, your team needs you to be self-aware. Your team needs you to reflect. And there's a little mantra I pass on. I've shared for many, many years, and I've learned it from uh, folks in the military. It's what's happening, what's not happening, what can I do to influence the action? So in other words, what's happening around us, that's Mm -hmm. pretty easy to diagnose. What's not happening... You got to think about that. So how are customers reacting? How are people, are people engaged in the work? Are they not? Are they not showing up Are they lacking enthusiasm? And then the final question is, what is I as the leader? What do I do to make sure that things happen the right way? So what's happening? What's not happening? What can I do to influence the outcome? It's a powerful mantra to help stimulate mindfulness as you lead your people.
0: The O then from Oxy uh, stands for opportunity, which I think is pretty self-explanatory for people and, you know, looking for ways, of course, to make things better and finding those opportunities to, to make an impact. But I wanted then to go to the X, X factor. Again, something a lot of people will hear and use. You hear it in sports a lot, of course, as well. What is X factor? What does that mean for a leader?
1: Well, I think X-Factor is is rooted in character. And I've written about character. I've written chapters, articles, whatever about it. And I really can't come up with a better definition that character is what you do when you don't think anyone's watching. Mm -hmm. But that's not enough. Uh, If you're going to be a person of character, you have to put your character into action. It's Not enough to think character. You have to act on character. That means you make the tough decisions. You make the hard decisions. You do what's right. At the same time, and when you screw up, as we all do, why? Because we're human beings. You make amends, you apologize, but you do you make things right as much as you can. But that character also has different reflections as we touched on its a- ambition too. Every leader has to be ambitious. Why? Because you want to achieve. You have to have a sense of ego. Too much ego gets you in trouble, but not enough ego won't propel you to go forward. Doesn't enhance your moxie, doesn't enhance that sense of drive. It's also a sense of compassion, looking at others w- for the dignity of who they are, courage, compliments your character, that willingness to stand up and be counted, as I said, make those tough decisions, but also dealing with the adversity of everyday life, you know, that all comes to all of us, some in greater form than others. But that's a courage is essential to effective leadership. And the other thing is, is that, hey, you know, life is hard, so you got to laugh. For some of my favorite leaders from FDR to Franklin, excuse me, Franklin Roosevelt to uh, Abraham Lincoln all had great senses of humor. Many historians have written about Lincoln in the White House during the Civil War, and he would always either go to the theater or entertain himself by telling stories. Remember, he had been a circuit rider attorney in uh, rural Illinois, and they would gather in taverns at night and tell stories. So he loved that kind of stuff. He also had a great sense of humor, a sense of his own inner self, but also he, he wasn't afraid to take, make a joke at himself, too. See, I always think of, of Lincoln and that demonstrating humor. And FDR did the same thing, mm-hmm. and both in the dark days of the Depression as well as the dark days of World War II. So humor is important. You know, life is hard, but you got to laugh once in a while. So <laughs> that's important. So that's those all combined for your X factor that enhance the character of a leader.
0: And uh, unfortunately, we are getting uh, low on time here. I'd want to mention that uh, to finish out Moxie, the I is innovation and E is engagement. If you want to learn more about those, as well as other, other items we've talked about today, you'll just have to go get the book. Again, the book is Moxie, The Secret to Bold and Gutsy Leadership. John, before we wrap things up, though, I wanted to give you the floor. What would you leave the listeners with in terms of Moxie and leadership and what you think they could take away from this conversation as we wrap up today?
1: I think it's a sense of believe in yourself. Trust your instincts, trust your gut, listen to what other people tell you, but ultimately your success will be determined on what you can do. And there's a wonderful quote that I got from uh, the great basketball coach, John Wooden, focus on what you can do rather than what you cannot do. And that contributes to, hey, uh, a sense of limitations, but also a sense of reality. Hey, I can make things happen. I can achieve my goals. And moxie is that little inner drive and and guts and gumption that'll help you focus in the correct direction.
0: Closing out a show with a John Wooden quote is never a bad idea. And we will wrap up this edition of Moving Up the Ladder. Again, today we've been speaking with John Baldoni leadership educator, executive coach, speaker, and an author, including his new book, Moxie, The Secret to Bold and Gutsy Leadership. John, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Tim. It's been my honor. And if you'd like to reach out to us, maybe a feedback for this show or maybe a topic you have in mind, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN. For everyone here at LJN Radio, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.